This is episode number 210, and you're entering the solo round. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. With Capella University's FlexPath Learning Format, you can earn your degree online at your own pace and get support from people who care about your success. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Welcome everyone to the episode today, episode number 210. Feel free to share this out with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 210. And I'm going to share with you a story today. This is the story about how my book came about. The School of Greatness book, which is coming out in three months. And I want to share with you everything that's happened in between the time that I had the idea for the book, when that happened, to actually building up a brand that was big enough to get a book agent, how I got the book agent, from there writing the proposal, the marketing plan, pitching to publishers, to getting the deal, and now the process of marketing what the goal is to be a New York Times bestselling book. And the story starts back in late 2007. I just got done playing professional football. My, my career was over, but I thought I was going to come back. I was in a cast for six months, sleeping on my sister's couch. A lot of you have heard that story. But what some of you don't know is that during Christmas time, 2007, again, going into 2008, so almost the new year, about five and a, uh, about seven and a half years ago from now, we did Secret Santa. So for those that don't celebrate Christmas, Secret Santa, you essentially get, you choose a family member out of a hat and um, whoever you choose, you give them a gift and then you don't know who's giving you a gift. So I probably gave one of my sisters a gift. I forget what it was, but that year I got a gift that my brother gave me, and he's a pretty 
uh, incredible guy, but he is, you know, never really detailed, let's say, with gift giving. So he will never wrap anything. And so he gave me this book, and it wasn't even in a bag. Everyone's unwrapping gifts. He just, he just like pulls a book out of a backpack and says, hey, bro, I got you this book. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. And it was called The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. And for those that don't know me as well, I was pretty dyslexic growing up. It was really hard for me to read. It was really hard for me to write and, and spell correctly. And still, I, I have challenges spelling correctly. Uh, it's a good thing that there's autocorrect uh, and spell check because it helps me a lot um, to correct myself. So he gave me this book called The 4-Hour Workweek. And before then, I'd probably read five to 10 books cover to cover that I was actually interested in, that I wasn't forced to read and complete for homework or something. And I read this book in about three days. And I remember it was from, again, Christmas till about New Year's Eve. I read it before New Year's Eve was up. And I remember it gave me one thing that was so powerful. It gave me possibility. It gave me possibility gave me ideas, and it showed me a different way. Because at this time, I was pretty stuck in my way of thinking that, hey, I was going to go back and play football. This is the only skill that I have. This is the only thing I can do. I don't want to go get a job right now. I, I don't want to give up on my dream. I want to have this lifestyle. And fortunately slash unfortunately, after I got my cast off, after six months later, I got my cast off and it took another year to really recover, to get full strength back in my arm. So I missed a whole nother season playing football. It was pretty, it was going to be pretty challenging for me to come back and really try to achieve my dream of making the NFL and getting to the next level. It was just a lot harder at this point, but this book had me started researching online and it showed me possibilities and I didn't do everything that Tim wrote about in the four hour work week. And I highly recommend you guys checking it out. If you haven't read it yet, I didn't do everything he wrote about. I didn't you know, even believe on all the things that he said, but there were so many things that he did say that opened me up to possibilities and created this new way of thinking that, Hey, maybe if these are the people who created these results, then maybe I could create something in my own way, in my own design. And so I remember after closing this book, I told myself one day I'm going to write a book that's as powerful as the four hour work week and inspires millions of people all around the world that gives them a possibility that opens them up to possibilities and creates a new thought process in their mind where they can be inspired and then have an action plan to take action and get results in their life, whatever it is that we want to be. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not there yet. I'm broken on my sister's couch. I don't have any money. I'm, sle I'm sleeping on a couch, living off credit cards. I'm definitely not where I want to be to write this book. But someday, I'm going to build myself up to become that person that can serve other people in a powerful way with possibilities. And I said this to myself. And I remember also saying, whoever the agent is for this book did an incredible job. I'm going to figure out who this agent is and I'm going to become his best friend and uh, he's going to become my agent. I'm going to make him become my agent and we're going to do this book together and I'm going to become a New York Times bestselling author and that's my plan. And a few years later, I actually became pretty good friends with Tim Ferriss. I was starting to do, I was starting to implement a lot of things that Tim said, but I was doing a lot of my own research, following other mentors online and starting to build my own little business, my little side income, my brand online. I was going to events. I was hustling. I was creating content, putting out products. 
and speaking and doing all these other things. And so I started to make a little money over the years. I started to build a brand. I started to build a following. I was doing the right things to build an audience and to build an online business. And it started to get traction. I started to pick it up. And Tim and I connected and we've we've been friends since. But I also started semi-stalking Tim's agent. I found out who he was. I connected with him on Facebook, started following and liking and commenting on all his photos and posts, just trying to get in with him through that way of connecting and reaching out and saying, I love what you're up to. I think I sent him one email and just said, hey, my name's Lewis. I'd love to introduce myself and get on the phone one day to just hear about how you became such a successful agent and what it would take for me to become an author and all these things. And he probably blew me off the first time, but eventually he gave me a phone call for about 10 to 15 minutes, probably the the next year. And we had connected originally on this phone call. And I said, listen, I would love for you to be my agent one day. And he he, uh, said, you know, right now I'm full. I've got 35 authors that I work with at a time and the roster is full right now. So I think that was his way of politely saying, you're not ready, right? You're not at the the level that I want to work with. And, uh, you know, that was fine. I said, okay, I'm not ready. There's something that's not ready. That's not working for him, for him to want to work with me. So I said, I'm going to step my game up. And, uh, you know, a couple of years pass and I connect with him in person a few more times. We connect over email, you know, we're just, I'm, I'm constantly reaching out to him and just saying, hi, you know, great job with this author. I was interviewing his authors as well for different things that I was doing my podcast. And one day, he reaches out to me and says, I think it's time we do a book together. And I said, perfect. Now might be the time that makes sense. I had sold a company for seven figures. I was building a nice platform. I had a lot of PR and press that I was getting. I was getting notoriety. I went back and played with the USA national handball team. So I I was showing that I was working my butt off to do what I loved in my life, to be inspiring to myself and then showing that and inspiring others along the way, family members, friends, people in my social network, things like that, people on my email list. And I got an idea originally to write a book about hustle because I was like, this is really the key to my success is hustle because I'm not smart enough. Uh, I'm not really that talented, but I'm willing to dive on the floor more times than anyone else next to me. I'm willing to sacrifice my body, my mind, my heart, my whatever. I'm willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to get the results I want to get. And so I had this idea of writing a book called Hustle and I pitched it to him. And it was more about building a, a business and the, but the mindset approach and the champion's mindset and the hustle and what it takes. And he was like, I will not do a book with the title called Hustle. He was just like, I'm not going to do it. And I, and I was kind of bummed because I really wanted to do this. And we went back and he said, why don't we do like a business book? And I wrote a proposal about a business book. I probably spent six months writing this proposal about building a business and building a lifestyle business as a lifestyle entrepreneur. And for whatever reason, after about six to nine months of this process, going back and forth, back and forth with him, I was like, you know what? I'm just not happy with this. This is not me. I felt something in my gut that said, this is not where I want to go. And I had spent, again, six to nine months on building out this proposal, this plan for a book that I did not want to upset my agent about because I was just like, I'm not feeling this. You know, this is really is not what I want to do right now. This is not the book I'm going to write right now. Maybe another book down the line, but this isn't it. And I told him one day, I was just like, you know, I don't think this is the book I want to write. I want to write really something about 
living your best life and, and becoming great at anything you want to go after and the mindset and the principles and all of those things. I was like, that's what fires me up and that's what's exciting. And I was doing this podcast, The School of Greatness, already for about a year at this point. And he said, why don't we do it called The School of Greatness? This is already a great brand. It's been building. It's been blowing up. And this is the stuff that fired me up. And this is the information that fired up people that were listening to me. I said, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to be around living a great life. And what does that really take? So I spent another nine months re-editing and creating the outline for and the proposal. I, I wrote about a 90 to 95-page proposal. Probably 30 of those pages were a marketing plan. But I I'd found a, a ghostwriter to help me write the proposal, actually. And we, we put the proposal together. He interviewed me a number of times. I created the outline with my agent going over kind of the, the main principles. And we probably started with like 12 principles but boil it down to eight. He wanted seven, but really for me, it needed to be eight because we couldn't just fit something in somewhere. It really needed to be the eight solid principles. So we boiled it down to these eight principles. I wrote kind of a rough outline for each principle. And then we worked on a sample chapter. We worked on a sample first chapter and really fleshed out the content for all of the chapters for the proposal. So this proposal and this process going back and forth with a writer, um, it took some time. It took a few months till we finally got it right. And I was working on the marketing plan for it because I knew that if I wanted to make a big sale, if I wanted to get an advance that was really worthy of me doing a book, that was worthy of my time to spend another year writing a book and marketing the book, that I needed to make a big advance in order for me to make it worthwhile. Because if it was just like a $100,000 advance or something like that, I knew that it wouldn't be worth it to me, that I could just do it an ebook online and make more than that and do it in, in a weekend, you know, as opposed to the years of process it's taking to really get to this point. So the, the proposal is complete and it's now time to go pitch it to publishers, right? It's now time to go pitch it to publishers. So my agent and I had a game plan. He's like, here's who I'm going to mail these email this proposal to. And I'm going to start emailing them and calling them and telling them that I'm sending this proposal. I'm going to be building you up, talking about you and getting your name in the door so we can go to these meetings, these press meetings with these, uh, these publishers, right? These desk side meetings. And he sends them out to probably 15 or 18 different publishers. I think maybe it was 18 publishers. And the first person we sent it out to, we got an email back saying that they're very excited. Like they want to learn more. They set up a meeting. And then I was like, awesome. Everyone's going to say yes to a meeting, to at least meeting me and being interested in this. And only, I think, eight publishers were interested out of the 18. A lot of people said no. And then I think one or two actually canceled. So we only did like six or seven meetings in New York City. And I was kind of worried. I was like, oh, man, okay. Hopefully we have more offers and hopefully people are interested. And I remember thinking, you know what? These other people that did not have a meeting with me are going to be really sad one day that they didn't. And I just remember thinking, you know, they don't know what they're missing out on, on what I bring to the table, the energy that I would bring to a launch, the the marketing capabilities, you know, the passion I have for a book. And they don't, they don't understand that. They just blew it off based of what they didn't like in the proposal, or maybe it wasn't a good fit. But I thought to myself, you know, those guys are going to really miss out. And we started doing these interviews 
so we went to I went to New York City and it was probably like um I think it was like a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We had these meetings and some of them there was like two a day, one had three a day and another one had two I think. We did six or seven meetings. And we met with, you know, um all these different publishers. So a lot of the big publishers, Hachette, uh Penguin, Random House, uh Rodale, Hay House. Who else did we meet with? Um St. Martin's Press. We met with a few different places and had all these meetings with them. And I remember just feeling like so alive in these meetings. I felt like so passionate, so on fire about what I was going to create and what, and I was trying, you know, there's a lot of different energy. These different meetings had different energies and each one brought something, a unique challenge for me. They they brought a unique challenge because I had to match and really rise above the energy that they were putting out there. Because some people were guarded. Some people were very open. Um, some people shared a lot. Some people shared a little. So I kind of had to match and mirror and and flex my personality style and my communication style with each meeting. To really make sure I'm not pushing any buttons or any feathers. But also inspiring them to want to bring me on board and give me a big advance. That was the whole goal. And I remember going into it and my agent said, you know, I said... I said, here's my goal. I want a seven-figure advance. You know, I dream big. And so I put that out there. I said, I want a seven-figure advance. And he goes, to be honest, Lewis, if you get a $125,000 advance, that's a huge win. For a first-time author, that's a huge, massive win. And I'd be really happy if we got $125,000 to $150,000. I would be really thrilled. And I was just like, I don't know. I really want that seven-figure deal, right? I was really committed to this. And... I said, okay, I'm going to go through these meetings and we'll see. But I was like, I'm not going to take this deal if it's $150,000. I'm probably just not going to take it. It's not worth my time right now with all the other things I have going on. I didn't tell him that, but I was telling myself that. And I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And after every meeting, you know, meeting after meeting, they were like, you know, we usually don't say this, but we really want this book. We really want you, Lewis. We want this book. Uh, you know, one person even said, you know, we want to do whatever it takes to make this deal happen. And I remember after every meeting, you know, me and my agent, uh, Steve, we would go, you know, to a coffee shop and debrief. And I was just like, could this have gone any better? Every meeting I, I go, could this have gone any better? Because I feel like they said everything we want them to say and they were happy and they kept asking more. And he was like, to be honest, I've never seen it like this. I've never seen everyone this excited and, you know, show show their cards that much of how bad they want my authors. And he'd been doing this for, you know, decades, right? So he had been in these rooms for a long time with bigger authors than me who, uh, and he was just like, I'd never seen them people this excited. And so I was like, okay, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. We're going to get more than $150,000. I kept telling myself that. And the last day after the last um, meeting was Thursday and I was leaving on Friday uh, around probably like noon to go back to Los Angeles. And he said, okay, this is a great job. You did incredible. And we couldn't have asked for any better feedback. So tomorrow morning, I'll start calling everyone and telling them what we're going to do. And we're going to do an auction the following week where I'm going to open it up for a couple of days for an auction. And I'm going to see where they're going to bid at. I'm going to see where they're going to open their bids at, right? And see where what their price is. And so we started calling them. He was like, okay, I'm going to tell them that we're going to open it at 250 thousand dollars. And I was already like, okay, perfect. At least it's above the mark that you thought it could already be. 
And so the next morning, he starts calling them, and he's, he's calling me after each meeting. And he's like, okay, I told him I'm going to do a 250, and that's, they didn't even balk at it. They were like, perfect, that works. And everyone was like, okay, that works, that works, that works. Then we got a couple of interesting emails that came in. And I don't know how much I'm going to be able to share right now. Uh, I'm going to have to share some of this a little bit later, but I'll kind of give you the, the cliff notes of it. We got a couple of interesting emails from different publishers that wanted to do a preempt offer. So they wanted to essentially say, listen, we don't want to go to auction because we think it might go up too high for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to offer you a big offer right now and take it off the table so that it doesn't go to an auction. And I was like, okay, but I kind of wanted to go to an auction because I wanted to see the excitement of it, right? But these two um, publishers essentially were going to make a preempt offer on Friday. I was at the airport getting ready to go back on a plane. And my agent's calling me. He's like, okay, we've got these two publishers. Uh, I believe the other one was uh, Penguin and Rodale. They were both going to do a preempt offer. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I really like Penguin, but I like Rodale as well with their marketing machine. And, and they had a great team and I really loved their energy. And so I was like, I don't know which one would be better. You know, what if one of them gave a, a huge offer that was much higher than the other? Like, I was just not sure of what to do. He said, okay, let's wait and see what happens. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide and so right away we get an email from rodale and i am now on the plane at this time about ready to fly back to los angeles and he calls me and he says I'm like, literally, the announcements are happening. They're telling us, you know, put on your seatbelt, turn off your cell phones. We're about to take off. And he calls me. I pick it up. And he goes, okay, Rodale just made an offer. And I don't want to tell you guys the offer yet. 
So I'm waiting to announce exactly what every what everything happened with the exact prices. But he made a pretty big offer, a substantial multiple, multiple six-figure offer. And I was really excited about it. I was like, okay, cool. But I still had the seven-figure number in my mind. And so I was like, you know what? They made this big offer, and I had literally about 10 seconds to reply to him. I said, okay, here's what I want to do. Tell them to, to make it $50,000 more, and they got a deal. I saw their proposal. He like sent over their proposal of what they were going to do for me. They essentially said, we're going to put you in all of our magazines, which is Men's Health, Women's Health, Bicycling Magazine, Runners uh, Magazine, Prevention Magazine. We're going to put you in all of our ma- publications. We've got 12 million people on our email list, subscribers. We've got all these things we're going to do for you, a full in-house PR team. They were like blowing it out of the park for what they were going to do for me marketing. So I was like, I was sold because I loved their energy and they were the top of my list of who I wanted to go with. So they made an offer and I said, listen, tell them that, uh, it wasn't close to what I wanted. And um, I was like, you know what? I think I could get a couple hundred thousand dollars more if it goes to an auction. But a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush sometime. And... I wanted to really make sure that I was going with one of my top choices as well and not have to be locked in with someone who was willing to give me seven figures, but maybe was a nightmare to work with or wasn't as enjoyable or didn't really believe or push me more. They just wanted to have the book to have the book. So I said, tell them to make it $50,000 more and they've got a deal. And he said, okay, I'll email you in a little bit. I'll call them right now and let you know what they say. For the next 30 minutes, I was sweating, right? I had no clue what was going to happen. The flight is taking off. I've got to wait until I can get Wi-Fi on the flight. So I'm like sweating. I'm like freaking out. And I finally get the Wi-Fi up. You know, I'm typing it in and the uh, the go-go in flight. I'm like putting in my code. I'm like, let's go. Log on, <laughs> you know? And the email is right there from my agent, Steve. And it says preempt preempt offer accepted from Rodale. And I open it up and they say, congratulations, we've accepted your offer for this number. And um, and I was so thrilled. It was like the most enjoyable, happy six-hour flight I'd ever had in my life back to Los Angeles. But I was the only one that could really celebrate. I, you know, No one next to me knew what was happening. They probably had their headphones on. So I was just like jumping for joy inside of my body when this happened because this vision from you know seven and a half years ago of wanting to write a book, this type of book that opens up possibilities for people and inspires people in a powerful way to enhance their business and lifestyle, I saw it one step closer to happening, one step closer to making it come true for me and to inspire and impact people in a powerful way. And so now the real work began. This was last October, October 2014, when this happened. So now I, I, I secured, I'll kind of fast forward it for you guys. I secured um, a couple of people to help me with really fleshing out the storyline and the content. And so we worked back and forth on writing together and they would interview me. I would I would go through these questions. They would flesh out some ideas. I would fill in the blanks and edit it with them and, and really flesh it out to make sure that all my spelling, again, as a, as a dyslexic person, all my spelling was correct and my grammar was correct. They really helped with all of that and making sure that the ideas were connecting and, and making powerful points. 
and laying it out in the right way. So I had a couple people already help me with that. My agent was helping with that. The publishers have been incredible. Uh, Rodale, they've been an incredible publisher. I, you know, I went into this deal thinking they're going to do nothing for me because all my author friends said they have nightmares from their publisher because they never do anything they say they're going to do. So I went into this deal thinking my publishers aren't going to do squat for me. I'm going to do this all with my own team and we're going to do it, right? We're going to make it happen. That's what I went into it with the mindset. And they've gone above and beyond. I've been blown away. Like they surprised me left and right. And it's such a blessing and pleasure to work with the Rodale team. I'm not just saying that because I'm, I'm with them. I'm saying it because it's like I've been blown away by how supportive and amazing they have been. And it's the best experience so far. The book hasn't launched yet, but it's the best experience since I've signed with them to date that I think a, a new first-time author could ever experience um, with a publisher. I mean, I don't know a better experience they could give me, to be honest. And so we've completed the book and that took, I don't know, six, seven months, eight months, maybe it's nine months now, nine months, I guess. And it was a lot of time and energy, a lot of back and forth. I was in Brazil. I was, uh, in, in Alabama playing with the USA national team, going back and forth writing. Uh, I've been traveling the world. I've been running my business, doing this constantly. And it's been late nights, constant editing, tweaking, testing, it's a lot of work. I'm going to tell you that. If you want to write a great book, it's a lot of work. And now we're less than three months away to the book launch. And in the meantime, I've hired a full PR team. I've hired a book launch manager to help kind of manage the the routing of the distribution of all the sales and really capturing new leads for bigger bulk buys and managing the street team and things like that. So I've got a launch manager. I've got my team, people on my team who are dedicated to the book. I've got the Rodale publishing team. I've got my agent. I've got my list of my influencers and my network. And last week we went out to New York city with my public, uh, my publicist and we did a, a week tour of press. You know, I was meeting with the Dr. Oz show and the Today Show and Rachel Ray show and Oprah Magazine and Fast Company and Mind Body Green and all these other places to do meetings to talk about the book. So three months in advance, I was in New York talking about the book, getting the book out there to the people that can really make the decisions in the media. And a lot of people forget to do this. They start doing this like a month before, but I'm putting in the work and the energy now for it to be a successful launch way in the future. I've been putting in the work for seven years, really, to be successful for the book launch. And most people don't put in that time, that energy, that work. They just think the publisher is going to do all the work for them and, and market the book for them. But that's not the case. You've got to put in the time. You've got to put in the developing of skills. You've got to put in the the energy to build relationships with the media, with influencers, with people who are going to buy your book, with your own audience. You've got to do all this. And it takes time. It takes energy. You've got to build trust, build credibility. And it's taken me over seven years to get to this point since the moment I had the idea of writing a book. Seven and a half years to be exact. It's taking a huge team and it's going to take an army. I'm going to have 500 people on a street team who are going to support the book. And if you guys are interested in that, I'll tell you at the end of this uh, episode of where you can go to really be a part of the street team and what's included and what you're going to get by being a part of the street team. So all these things have happened 
There have been so many opportunities that have come along the way. So many things that have come to me. So many people I've met through this process. It's been incredible and it continues to blow me away. And the podcast, the School of Greatness podcast continues to grow because of this process, because of the book deal, because people know I'm coming out with a book. People are talking about me in a different way now because of it. And it's been so inspiring. I'll tell you what, it's some of the hardest work I've ever done. You know, I've trained for, you know, I played college football, three a days I've done, you know, played arena football. That was extremely challenging. Played with the USA national team, did training camps in Brazil and Argentina and all over the world. I've spent, you know, 15 hour days working and up all night working and doing so many different things in life. But this is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And it's one of the scariest. It's one of the things that has been making me second guess myself the most, let's say, because this is something that's permanent, right? An online course and product, I can create it, I can delete it, I can edit it, uh, you know, I can take something down, I can block it from people. But this is a physical book. This is eight principles that I've discovered through my experiences as an athlete at playing at a, a high level in three different sports, from building a seven-figure business from and selling a company, investing in companies, to interviewing some of the most inspiring human beings in the world. And the lessons that I pulled away from all of those interviews and how they mirrored some of the lessons in my life. So this is a scary, vulnerable experience for me because I am putting so much into marketing it and putting it out there. And I wanted to get out there to hundreds of thousands of people in the first few months. And eventually I want to sell millions of copies. And that's a scary thing because it opens me up to a lot of vulnerabilities. It opens me up to a lot of people criticizing me, questioning certain things, maybe giving their own opinion on something that is different. And it leaves me very worried about that. So I've been back and forth with so many different little details, the cover, the name, the subtitle. I mean, I've been going back and forth with my publisher for like six months to figure out the subtitle that really works and split testing it. Some of you may have seen me posting on Facebook, what option of subtitle do you like the most? Which one would you pick up? I've gone back and forth with so many different things with these stories in the book, carefully picking out which stories are going to make the most sense for each chapter, then creating exercises at the end of each chapter. I mean, I really want to create something so powerful that when people go through these exercises, they see a possibility. They see what's opening up for them to create a result in their life. Not just read another book and say, that was a good book, but say, wow, I actually did these exercises and I am blown away of what I found out about myself. I am blown away of what I see as possible for myself. I'm blown away by the results I got after this simple 30-minute exercise and what it created in my life in the next 60 days since then, how it transformed my health, how it transformed my mindset, how it transformed my relationships, how it helped me create deeper meaning and purpose in my life, and how it helped me make more money in my career or my business. For me, it's been a lifelong journey to get to this point. It's really been seven and a half years since I had the idea. But in the last seven and a half years, it took so much hard work to develop skills and put myself out there in so many scary, uncomfortable ways to be able to get to this point right now and come out with this book. And we're less than three months away. 
the school of greatness is coming very soon, and it's going to be coming in a powerful, powerful way. I have many more stories to share, and I'll be sharing this over the coming months, sharing with you exactly what's happening during my book launch and what happens afterwards, because I know a lot of you are going to want to know what are the results of the book? What does it actually do for you? What will it do for you in the future? How will it impact people? Will it help you financially? Will it open doors? I'm going to be sharing with you everything and all of the stories along the journey. I want you guys to be here with me. If you want to support, I'm making the announcement right now for people that want to be on my street team. We're taking 500 people. You have to fill out an application to qualify. And uh, if you go to greatnessbook.com to sign up there, you'll get an email right after when you sign up that tells you how to get on that um, list for the street team. And we'll be making that decision very soon. So make sure to opt in right now, greatnessbook.com. Also, when you go to that link, you can pre-order copy right now. I would love it if you go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble. There's links on there where you can go to different places. Or you can just go to Amazon and type in School of Greatness. I would love it if you pre-order the copy right now uh, or, or get 5 or 10 or 20 for your friends. For me, this is the thing that I'm most excited about. It's something I've been thinking about for years. And uh, I'm very excited and nervous to have you read it. But you guys have been along this journey for the podcast for a while now. And this is really for my listeners, people that have been following this podcast, who are dreamers of greatness, who are doers of greatness, people that believe in the next level and believe in possibilities. This is for you. This is for the people that really are inspired to step up in life in a major way. People that believe that their life is worth living and that they're ready to achieve greatness. This is for you, and I'm excited for you to have it. Again, go to greatnessbook.com, sign up there in the email form, and then get on the street team. If you want to be a part of that, you'll get some exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff from me, some extra bonuses, and uh, buy a copy right now. On Amazon, you can go and buy a copy or Barnes & Noble. I am so grateful to be able to have this platform to share with you this information. And I want to share with you so much more about launching a book, about the process of launching a book. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends who you think might be interested in learning about the entire book process. You know, speakers, consultants, brand managers, freelancers. Anyone with a passion, any type of personality with an idea or consultant who wants to write a book, share this with them. LewisHouse.com slash 210. Let them know, hey, you're going to follow the journey of writing a book. This is going to be the place to check it out. If this is your first time here, please subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes or on SoundCloud. You can go to iTunes.com slash School of Greatness to check that out. And we'll have this all linked up back at LewisHouse.com slash 210. I'm very excited. I'm so grateful for you guys. Thank you for being incredible. You know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.
You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S.